Hello, and welcome to Soundpiece, a contemporary art podcast uh, about sound artworks. I'm Adam Farkas. I'm Sean Griffiths. And today we're talking to Karen Donnellan. Hi, Karen. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being here. We, we just heard uh, Earthshine. I, I listened to this a couple times before uh, I went and read about it. I think I want to talk about it just as an audio experience first, if that works for you. Yeah. Um, cause I had this like very internal kind of like turning inward experience of listening to it. And I guess like, I'm, I'm curious about how you ex- expect people to, um, experience this. Like, should it be that kind of like inside interior of your own head or is it more of an external kind of feeling? I think it's important for this piece it was um it was made initially for a light exhibition in Corning, mm. New York. Um and it was so it was all outdoors. So this was a an eight channel sound installation at this like outdoor amphitheater. So it's sort of like a little it's almost like a little stage that's lined with grass and surrounded by trees. And I installed the speakers in among the trees so you could sort of stand on this like stage space mm-hmm. and and experience the sound coming from all the from all the different speakers and as you move around it too it shifts um so that was totally about i mean kind of man-made nature but still being right. being in you know and it's kind of like in a little i mean corning's a small city but like mm-hmm. c- city in uh in in quotation marks but it but it was sort of yeah i i would say it was it was internal it's not like people are necessarily chatting over the sound right. probably. Right. Did you think um, of it as site specific or? I mean, then it was, but now that it's like a, a, a recorded piece that you can listen to online in, with your headphones or wherever. Sure. And I guess too, considering the recordings that I took, yes, those the, the recordings themselves are site specific too. Um, and I guess I would say that most of my sound work is ha, does have that like internal kind of impact on people mm-hmm. where people do tend to like get into a a, a vibe or yeah a, 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 a slower slows them down maybe I, I guess like the thing that that opens up for me then is, is that like it's a, it ends up being kind of about whatever wherever i'm whatever i'm bringing to it right because th- this piece does have parts that are melodic and kind of hypnotic um and then that are uh recordings of nature but it doesn't really impose a certain kind of like ideology or or kind of like um real specific subject matter um so then i'm kind of bringing whatever to it so listening to it um most recently yesterday you know i I think like i felt like it was a respite from what at the time was uh stress around the election in the states right yeah, I mean, so, so I, I guess, like, maybe turning that into a question, like, do, do you feel like you have, like, a, a voice that is more specific than that in, in your intention for it? Well, I, I think it's hard to answer that without maybe giving a bit of background. Yeah, sure. So I'm a, a Reiki master teacher, and so it's a type of energy healing, and a master teacher of, of Sakim magnified healing and a couple of other modalities. Mm. Um, so that is really important in my work in terms of like my, you know, spirituality, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I want to also say like, I'm, you know, my background's in glass and sculpture and there's something about sound that we have less baggage. 
like we have more smarts around our around visual culture than than sonic experiences right so like we can always tell you know we have particular colors that we like but we don't I feel like I come across fewer people who have like particular tones that they like never mind being able to even recognize them yeah totally so I so I love that about sound like this I mean my practice kind of um there's a lot of different facets to my practice and sound is one of them um and I do love that about it because I feel like it 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 um it, it opens up to a much wider audience um, some of my glasswork has is like iridescent and shiny and circular and much crystals more visual. and people have their baggage with that and I feel like I can I can invent things in sound that that um, on maybe reaches or people have more patience for it maybe reaching on a deeper level because they're not, they haven't brought all their opinions about it <laughs> because you can't really tell like you can't tell where where that those field recordings came from. Do you think that has something to do with like the abstract nature of sound itself? Like its yeah. references are more abstracted. It's so it leaves it more open for interpretation maybe, or. Yeah. 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 I guess. And, but it's also that we're just, uh, certainly in Western culture, we're so visual and our, and our, our ability to, to listen and hear, like when you think about Foley art for films, you know, where they're faking, sounds of walking on snow by using corn corn flour cornstarch you like you know what i mean yeah i um, love that stuff. or like coconuts for horses mm-hmm. hooves like mm-hmm. our <laughs> we're stupid when it comes to sound <laughs> like what sounds like what but, you know like not i mean not i mean not in a bad way but like i i, I guess i like being able to use that to my advantage that mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a good thing because it's sort of like our brain doesn't get in the way right and we can just experience it do you want to talk about how the piece is structured, I guess, like how the sound is made or yeah. kind of how it's organized or how you, how you edited it to be in its form that it is? Yeah. So it's four different tuning forks. These are, uh, they're called cosmic octave planetary tuning forks. And so, well, at least three, three of them are. And so these ones resonate, say, for example, the 210.42 hertz is uh t- resonates with the orbit of a new moon and um, but it also resonates with the sacral chakra mm-hmm. so like our the your sacral chakra like the energy point around your stomach mm-hmm. and um also then there's one 432 hertz which is is at least one of the frequencies that resonates with the earth and 432 it's it's also like the frequency of phi like the golden ratio mm-hmm. and so this is from a set called the lemurian tuning forks that were used on in Lemuria hmm. do you know about Atlantis and Lemuria oh uh, no they're yeah. like they're like mythical civilizations um that were supposedly super advanced and used sound and energy healing and were telepathic and could do all kinds of amazing things hmm. um but also they found like I want to say there's Atlantis and Lemuria I want to say Lemuria was like where the Hawaiian islands are and a lot of them sank and Atlantis is about where the Bermuda Triangle is and they found pyramids under the sea there. Hmm. <laughs> I've definitely heard about Atlantis. I've not heard about the other one. Yeah. Lemuria. Lemuria. Yeah. L-E-M-U-R-I-A. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, anyway, so yeah. those are, so, so there's those four, yeah, that resonate with the earth, the moon and the sun. And then there are sight and time specific recordings where I 
recorded like at I'm in Alfred New York in Western New York um at a local park at sunset and sunrise for like mm-hmm. about a minute and um and then I recorded a full moon and a new moon and the full moons and new moons happen like at an exact minute so I recorded those like exact minutes and then and then time stretched them so it gave me more variety mm-hmm. in terms of like you know the tones are uh, feel quite high pitched and then the recording of the new moon I stretched out to 20 min- 28 minutes or so oh uh, okay so that you end up getting that like lower tone in there and um, so but part of it was like you know submitting this idea for a light show that was like more you know it's full of work with like neon and all, all kinds of light related work and so um there is light in my work but generally in like in my sculpture and stuff but often it's more in like maybe a gallery setting where it's about you know shadow and reflection and things and so I was like how can I how can I like make my sound work and it just I mean it, it anyway so that's how that's how I that's how it kind of came together yeah. which was really nice too for me to think about it more I suppose more conceptually and like building something and and really thinking about light which is so important in the work but I'd never thought about it sort of so literally like because it's the sound of light is how yeah. is how it's framed right yeah and and also yeah and also the like sort of the vibration of those moments mm. you know that you're that like that you could you could look at a photo of the sun and still get the vibration of the sun mm. uh, or not no no <laughs> you I, don't have to agree with me i just like <laughs> I, I i'm following you and i'm thinking a lot about sine waves <clears throat> because that mm. is the, the 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 part of like the hertz of, of the sound and then there's there's a sine wave to the way that light travels so the thing that i was curious about then what what, what is the the the, the wave of like the earth like wh- wh- how do you find that or where does that come from so one thing is is schumann resonance mm. which is there's a couple of websites that record basically the sort of resonance of the earth uh-huh. and if rupert sheldrake uh if you look up his research he's he talks a lot about how like gravity is not is not constant and so all of our physics is based on, well, we've all agreed that gravity is constant. And everyone's like, okay, gravity is constant. <laughs> it's like, it's not actually constant. But if we all, if we all go, oh, actually it's not constant, then most of our physics is out the window. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to measure anything or get any real evidence of anything. So he talks about the dogma of science, that there's sort of like den- denial of the things we've all agreed to agree on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, where was I going with that? Can you recall? Oh yeah, I, I was just I was asking about the like how how you find the resonance of like the moon and the earth and the sun, right? Like how how oh, that yeah. is sorry, and I was out. sorry, yeah, and I was talking about human resonance. So yeah. like, um, so that yeah, you can you can watch human resonance and uh, on like online, and they've they've also shown too that like when there's when global meditations happen, it really shifts the resonance and raises like the vibration of the planet, huh. and it's true. like crazy how it like spikes and stuff. I mean, there's different perspectives on it, but one one thing was that the Earth basically has a kind of like a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and its frequency would be like about eight hertz, and and four thirty two is sort of an audible version. So like, if you multiply up the octaves, you can you make you can make it audible for human ears, and the same goes for all of the other tuning forks, like the moon's orbit or whatever. That we can multiply it or divide it so that it's we can hear it. Mm-hmm. I heard this once that like a black hole is like a B flat tone, huh. which I thought was weird. That makes sense. 
that makes sense. I don't know what that means. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Is there so so in the kind of like translation of data in this is that part of the reason why it ends up being twenty eight twenty eight in length, mm-hmm. or was that just um, kind of a happenstance? Yeah, I mean, I also like to think about numerology uh-huh. and and how that would fit with the work too. I've made a piece that's twenty two twenty two, you know, just thinking about master numbers and um and the twenty eight, just thinking about like twenty eight days and you know the length of the cycle. Yeah, I don't know if this so is. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's also me just sort of having fun with, you know, with editing. Like, I've also made made a piece um, that is four minutes and 32 seconds. I've made a few of those, actually. I've made a piece of sentence. Right. <laughs> As in the four, four, uh, four 32 hertz. Hmm. Uh, and phi. How do you think about, like, all these different connections where you're sort of exceeding, I don't know if exceeding is the right word, but, like, you're pushing on the boundaries of like scientific inquiry, but what's the, what's the right way to think about, like, I guess I'm just curious, like how you think about this, like the spaces where you're reinterpreting science or thinking about the edges of science or what's known and then finding this sort of spiritual center, I guess, or something along those lines. Cause is that what Reiki is? Or could maybe you explain Reiki? Maybe that would help. Yeah, well, one thing I think is that like science and spirituality are deeply connected and they should, they eventually will realize that it's all related mm-hmm. and harmonics and mathematics and mm-hmm. nature and biology and physics and the planet, everything, everything can be explained in, in, a, in a way, well, maybe explain this bad word, but that everything's connected and that like our education systems will change first, where we'll actually learn about sacred geometry and the geometry of the planet and how it relates to physics and maths and music, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. So I feel like we're just, at, we're still at a point where every, we feel like everything's separated and categorized. So also it's, it's fun for me to like push that. And, right. and also that sound lets me put it in there and nobody necessarily knows. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Reiki, it's just, it's type of energy healing. Yeah. It's really just channeling energy into and around other people's bodies mm-hmm. and and um helping them shift energy and it makes me more sensitive to energy too so when i'm healing someone i'll notice a shift or i might even like feel pain or feel it shifting in my own body and and just sort of on the sim- on the simplest level helping them like balance their energy but also hopefully helping shift it that like every any illness on uh, at the deepest level is energetic it's like an energy block, either too much energy or too little energy or stagnant energy. And so, so that, so it, it can be moved. And are the tuning forks instrumental to that or, um, or they're just an aspect of or not? I do, te- I do tend to play my sound stuff when I'm healing people. Okay. Because a lot of it, like the, some pieces are specifically for like aura clearing okay. or, um, and I actually last week was healing someone and I played Earth Shine um, in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so I feel like they are helping. And also on it, like in terms of quantum physics, everything's vibration. It's just that matter is like really dense, yeah. but it's still vibration. And it's still like at, at, you know, at an atomic level, it's still like what, like 99 percent, like between our if you press your thumb and your finger together, there's still so much air between them. Like it's a mm-hmm. huge gap. When you look at it on a quantum level, yeah, does that kind of 
No, yeah. I mean, I was just curious because, like, I love science. I listen to a lot of science podcasts, and I think there's always these, like, like, I remember a couple years ago talking to a friend, and I was like, and out of just naivete, I was just like, what was before the Big Bang? And they're like, you stupid. There was no before the Big Bang. And I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, how could there not be something before something, like? And, like, I remember them explaining it to me, and I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Time started. And then I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about before the Big Bang. And they're like, yeah, it's an unknown question. And I was like, yeah, see, that makes sense. So it's like, I feel like there's these spaces where it's like we get caught up in the explanations that are occurring. And it's a lot to try and wrap your head around, I guess. So I'm just curious how you think about that space because it seems like you're in that kind of trying to find where those – the space between, like um, – I'm going to call it mysticism again, but, uh, and then like science and like where that space in between is and mapping it out through sound. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a, rather than a space between, there's like a complete overlap. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and I'm, and I'm really, I'm really curious about it because I just question the dogma of science the way it is, Right. you know, and, and for me too, it's also like when, when things resonate, like sometimes it doesn't make sense. You're, your logical brain is like that's crazy but but your body's like oh yes you know <laughs> and and that's what i mean i feel like i i trust that nearly more at least it's fun to expand i mean expand in that way and allow yourself to like toy with the idea that these things might be true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that and also the more you read and the more you learn the more you your the more your logic and your ex consciousness expands that you can come to understand it yeah that like yeah that uh, that you have those moments where it's like your brain's watching your brain watch your brain you know <laughs> uh like like what is before the big bang or like what is mm -hmm. sure like what isness anyway um but i've also heard people talk about instead of the big bang like the big breath yeah or the big inhalation yeah and and i also feel like yeah the big bang doesn't resonate with really with me at all it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't answer it doesn't feel like it answers much hmm. so or it doesn't feel accurate to me yeah but sorry but the big bang and the big in inhalation uh, and i also just feel like it's probably just never ending and there was just another version of the universe before then or it was or it's just a constant cycle and it's just going to go back to nothingness and come back around again i, 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 I don't know do you know <laughs> i have no idea no. don't look at me <laughs> That's above Sorry, my pay grade. No, it's okay. Um, I, I was going to say, it's, it's definitely kind of going back to the thing you were just talking about, about like the connectedness between different fields of like research and inquiry and the creative fields and science and medicine and like thinking of like, I guess, I guess when, when these things happen, like when you cross these lines, sometimes there's resistance, like in, in a way that it's like hard to find, like, I wonder, is it, is it hard in the world of like Reiki and maybe what other people would call like alternative medicine is, is there, is there a way, or is it hard to like have your artwork make sense? And then in reverse, is it hard, you know, to be bringing this, this world of uh, medical practice into um, in science into artwork? I wouldn't say it's hard, but I have been told over the years a lot to not mention Reiki in my practice or in my artwork. And this is often coming from like my Reiki teachers mm -hmm. um, because it wouldn't be taken seriously. 
and I bought that. Yeah. And it's like, it's also like, I don't blame them because they were also telling me what they understood was the best because right. also bef- like years ago it, and not that long ago, it was really dangerous to be putting that stuff out there. Mm. And especially mm. for these people who are in, in Ireland, like super Catholic Ireland, like that's blasphemous or whatever, mm. you know, like the Catholic right. church banned Reiki because nuns were actually healing people somewhere. Yeah. Of course, mm. you know, anyway, um, <laughs> anything that would take away the power. Yeah. Um, so I, th- that was their own, I think that was their own baggage and, and fear and, and yeah, to not, to not put things out there. But now, but now it's like much, it's a much better time. People are, it's much more common. I think people tend to know when you say Reiki, like I do much more than Reiki, but Reiki is the one that people are like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right, you know? right. Um, it's a point of reference uh, for them. And I'm also at a point now where I don't give a shit anymore, where I'm like, <laughs> this is who I am. And, and I've also had people say like, oh, you know, your, your practice needs to like coalesce that there's like, it's like, it's too multifaceted, mm-hmm. but this is also coming from people who are just like on yeah. this mission with a particular practice and it's quite old school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, in, in human design, uh, I'm a manifesting generator. And I recently learned that, so there's, di- there's like four different types and I recently learned that manifesting generators tend to be just super curious and like they should just follow their curiosity mm-hmm. and they sh- they will always have lots of things going on and they're hard to define. And I feel like that is, you know, if someone pigeonholes me or describes me as a glass artist, I, nothing makes me more pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so I'm at a point where, yeah, I don't care. And I and I have to just like do bring bring my whole self to it because yeah. I'm I'm one human with a bunch of experiences and curiosities and um and that's maybe my medicine for the world that if and if the art world or the reiki world can't handle it that is their problem and that's their limiting belief system but i i also don't think that it would come from energy healing but more maybe more the art world but i also feel like the more that i don't give a shit the more that people are like okay i can get behind (laughs) that that's cool yeah Mm -hmm. you know or it's it's also about me just owning owning it yeah yeah, I mean, you mentioned dogma earlier, and, and I think, like, there's definitely, like, a dogmatic point of view to say that, like, like you can be an artist who has one kind of path and, like, one kind of practice, right? And that's cool. You can make that kind of work, but then to apply that to other people and say that you need to also work this way, yeah. like, that, that's when it starts to get problematic. Yeah, yeah prescription is always difficult. Yeah. yeah. Which also, I, I was also guilty of comparing and being like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I should just, like, do this thing and do, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's conditioning. It's not, who, it's not who I am. Yeah. Karen, if people wanted to find your work, your your visual work and your audio work, where would they go to check it out? Yeah, it's karendonlan.com. So K-A-R-E-N-D-O-N-N-E-L-L-A-N.com. Cool. Great. And I'm on SoundCloud, but, but it's all on the website. Great. Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, Karen. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is really you're totally great. welcome. This is great. Thanks. <laughs>